Hello and welcome to the RPG channel, RPG Academy Twist channel. It's I'm new here. Don't worry about me. Tonight, we're here for another The Sample Adventures. This time, we're taking a look at Dragon Bane, which is a medieval fantasy style RPG from Free Lea. I cannot talk. I was going to say Free Legan or Free League, depending on if you speak Swedish or not. I will be your game master tonight and joining me, some amazing players. They're going to introduce themselves and the character that they're playing. I'm going to start with my favorite co-host and yours, the Caleb G. Hi, everybody. Howdy, cats and kittens out there in Radio Land. I am the Caleb G. And tonight, I am playing uh, Mackinder of Half Bay. I'm a duck. That That's all you get to know. I'm a duck. I I practiced. I'm a duck. Uh, I practiced. <laughs> practiced duck? Uh, uh, trying to do a a Donald Duck voice and I failed miserably. So <laughs> that's never stopped not me. Happen. But not only are you a duck, you are an easily agitated and quick to anger duck, which I think is one of the coolest things about your character. You have an ability where you can make yourself get angry to give yourself a bonus. That's just the normal part of being Caleb. Caleb. So I didn't consider that a an interesting thing to share. Okay. That's just me. I'm All just right. playing myself. I just happen to be a duck. It's like autocorrect came in and said, oh, you know all those times I changed it to duck? This time it sticks. This time it's stuck, yeah. yeah. So you're, playing, you're playing a duck. really angry duck. A really angry duck. <laughs> the nice part of this game is that you also get little glimpses into the players. <laughs> Yes. Hi, welcome to RPG Academy therapy session. Uh, we're going to talk about Caleb's anger issues. Now, with all of these sample adventures, the goal is, of course, to have fun. That's the number one goal every time. But with these sample adventures specifically, we do try to interact with the rules in a way that might help you, the watchers or listeners, get a feel for how the game works. Maybe poorly because I'm no expert at this. Uh, but I do want to mention that every character also has a flaw that has been created for you that might help guide you in some role play situation. Caleb, will you mention what McCander's flaw is? Yes. My flaw is that I'm foolhardy and I always go first into danger. Excellent. All right. And then join us tonight also is Big Al. Big Al, say hello to everyone. Tell us who you are and then introduce your character, please. Hello to everyone. I'm Alan, Big Al Nicholas. I'll be playing Baston Bloodjaw, a uh, Wolfkin. Uh, and my weakness is that I'm gluttonous and I take every chance to get, I get to uh, eat something tasty and uh, duck. could. How be do you feel, yeah. How do you feel about <laughs> duck there? Wolfie owl. <laughs> I want to know if anybody else immediately had, no one eats like Baston. No one <laughs> just like Baston just immediately right in their heads. The whole thing. All right. And then next on our list is Kaylee. Kaylee, so everyone tell us who you are and which character you're playing, please. Hello, I'm Kaylee and I'm playing an adult elf. I don't know if adult matters. That's my age. Uh, named Orla Moonsilver. She is a uh, very smooth and confident elf, uh, de deadly with a bow. But she's a little bigoted when it comes to nightkin, such as orcs and goblins, because they are evil and must be eliminated <laughs> evil. evil oh and trolls that killed my sister and took her <laughs> are you okay with ducks ducks are fine ducks okay. are fine with or without orange sauce it's perfectly okay whoa whoa <laughs> all right and then rounding out our wonderful group of players we have michael michael say hello to everyone tell us who you are and introduce your character please 
Hello, I'm Michael. I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Archmaster Aiden tonight. Archmaster Aiden is a seasoned adventurer, and, uh, well, let's say he's, uh, he's a bit, uh, well, I'm a bit faint-hearted. He has a stay at the back of the group. Uh, less danger that way. <laughs> stay a while and listen. <laughs> Stay forever. So we are going to be playing a adventure tonight called Ritter Mound. It is the adventure that comes in the quick start guide. We are using the quick start rules. I have not reviewed the entire rule book. So this is a kind of a condensed version. There's probably some things that are not as fleshed out uh, in this version and we still may get them wrong. But Ritter Mound is a, is a sort of known location. It's a place uh, that is known to have treasure, possibly adventure. And the four of you have been adventuring together for some time and you have all made your way to Ritter Mound together, but you've already had some adventures on the way here. So I just want to take a quick moment, kind of go around the table and tell me something that the entire group, or maybe if you want to say your character individually, interacted with some sort of hazard, danger, combat scenario, something that was adventurous, possibly dangerous on your way here. There's no roles here. This is all just story time. So Big Al, I'll start with Baston. What is something that has occurred to you or the group on your way here so far? Well, uh, just 72 hours ago, we were sitting down to a nice meal and uh, choked on a chicken bone. And um, I was just eating too fast and choked on a chicken bone and uh, almost died, which was a damn shame because, oh, sorry, that's my one for the night. Uh, it's a dang shame because um, it was a good chicken, uh, very good chicken. And if I'd died, uh, I would not have the opportunity to uh, look for this uh, gold-plated plate and silverware that I understand is somewhere in this vicinity. Oh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Something to help me eat. So Big Al has has done the homework. He knows the assignment. So he's already added in the the second part. Here is what is some rumor or something that has drawn you to this place. So either one who wants to include both, feel free. Caleb, tell us about Macander and something you've interacted with on the way here already. Let's jump backwards in time prior to getting to the inn where. Bastan almost died because he he wanted all the bacon and eggs they had and they were out. So he got a chicken and almost died. We were walking along the road and we were just kind of chit-chatting and and uh, carrying on and having fun. And, and uh, some merchants, a little wagon train of merchants happened to be going past and one of them kind of shot Macander a dirty look. And I'm not sure if they just are prejudiced against Mallard people, or maybe they recognized uh, the crest I wear from uh, my family, the Baron of Half Bay. But, you know, I, I took a, a offense at that look and I flew into a Mallardy angry rage. Flew, I gotcha. And, and what, what would that have sounded like? <laughs> uh, just imagine Donald Duck, and you can hear it. In I your, don't want in to imagine. Head. I want to. I want to live it I through you. I, I. It's really bad. I can't. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of rushed them and started to tussle, and there was there was a lot of them, and they were carrying like really heavy things, barrels, logs, whatnot. So they were big and and burly dudes and ladies. Um, and I, 
I didn't see anywhere in the book that was like how big mallard people are, but I feel like they're short. I feel like they're short little ducks. So th these these folks were all way bigger than me, and the rest of the party had to kind of jump in and uh, and and split us up and and help me settle my big emotions. Because I was having one of those days. Just one of those days. Sometimes you just want to hit something, and sometimes you just want to be hit. Yeah. I do think that the the go-to uh, derogatory word for a mallard should be quacker. Ooh, that's, uh, uh, oh, um, We don't use the Q word. <laughs> we don't use the Q word, yeah. I, I can call my my oh, fellow sorry. mallards. That's, yeah, but you y'all y'all can't. But yeah, I, I still want to continue this adventure. I feel that getting a, getting a symbol of royalty of leadership from this treasure hoard, be it a crown, a stave, uh, maybe some sort of necklace or signet ring would really help me when I return back home with with my family issues going on. There's, there's a, a lot of back and forth of who gets the title of baron. And even though I want to forge my own path, I, I do want to make sure my family knows and values me as I can prove my my worth to them, you know, they value me as, as a person. So I, I want to be able to prove that, hey, I could have been the Baron, but y'all missed out. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So let's jump up to Orla. Kaylee, tell us a little bit about something that you've encountered on the way here, again, or the group, and then something has brought you here, some rumor or sought after treasure. So one of the one of the things that we had a problem with on the way here was I mean, the road was uneventful, let's be honest. What made it eventful was my companions. As always, chaos seems to follow us around everywhere. We had Beston, who choked on a chicken bone. I had to pay that little girl a gold for that chicken. I don't know how he found her pet chicken. It wasn't for sale, but all of a sudden there's feathers and a dead chicken and, you know, a choking Best on. So that was the whole thing. And then, then, then the mallard decided to pick on a bunch of random dudes who were just looking at him funny. He didn't notice that he was wearing two different colored socks. It's, yeah, I know, ducks with socks. It's a whole thing. That's what they were looking at. That's part of our culture. Thank you very much. Well, they found it off-putting. I mean, one was plaid and the other one was stripy. They, they did not go together. I'm sorry. But then we had to break up that fight. But I think the worst part, the worst part was when we came across the caravan of Nightkin and nobody would let me kill any of them. They tied me up to my horse and took away my bow until they were three miles away and in town. I'm perfectly capable of not killing people on the road where everybody can see. I would have stalked them until the night fell and then murdered them in their sleep. But no, my team doesn't believe in me. So, you know what? Whatever. That's fine. I'm here to go after the treasure because I know, I know what is guarding that treasure. Supposedly, it's a one-fanged troll that has interacted with my family before. And this time, I'm going to finish the job. All right. And then wrapping us up, Michael. Yes. Well, uh, uneventful road as it was, we made our way down Ellid's coast. Yes. And we were passing the Emerald 
tidal pools. Uh, beautiful sight, beautiful sight. Uh, when we were set upon by a pack of ravenous gibbon hounds, they waylaid us a bit, but uh, between Macander's temper, uh, a tossed bag of rations from Orla and uh, and Baston's uh, wicked howl, and perhaps a puff of smoke on my part, uh, we were able to slip away easily. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm I am famished. Just I want to. Uh, we are at an inn. Yes, I, I will have to get something to eat. Um, uh, the rations were. Uh, uh, Quite a loss, quite a loss. Uh, uh, this place we're going, this 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 place, uh, I understand there is a tome. There is a tome hidden there, fabled to contain the secret incantation to locate one's soulmate. Ooh, interesting. Could be worth a good penny. Yes. I'm trying to make a grinder or tender joke, and it just didn't come to me in time. <laughs> Major for mages. <laughs> yeah. But you have to be invited. All right. So with that, we were jumping to the adventure proper. So after roughly two days of traveling through very deep and dark forest, you know, where there's the canopy is so thick, almost no sunlight comes through. And even though you're in the midst of deep summer, it's very cool and sort of, you know, not breezy, but hot and humid under the shade of these trees. Uh, so about Roughly 36, you know, 38 hours of traveling. You've camped out at least once. Uh, you come to a clearing and you see a, a sort of a mound of earth above you on a little bit of a plain. So it's like a small hill. And jutting up from the top of this hill are the stone sort of columns. Think like Stonehenge, but much smaller. But from a distance, it certainly looks like maybe the crown on a, like a giant's head that is just beneath the surface of the ground and you know the dirt has sort of fallen away a little bit. Uh, you can also see that there are three wolves and these are large gray wolves that are collared and they are tied by a length of rope, you'd guess from here like maybe 20 feet long, uh, has been pitted into the ground like a big wooden stake has been pounded in the ground and these wolves are sort of like circling back and forth in like an arc in front of this circle of stones between you and the stones. Seems pretty clear they don't have enough length of rope if you just wanted to go around and come in from the other side, they wouldn't be able to get to you. But it does look like maybe the length of rope would be long enough for them to get into the center of this uh, ring of stones, which is where you were told to go to to find the entrance. So I will ask you for the first time tonight, what would you like to do? Baston, can you convince them to let us pass i don't think it works that way these these are these are You're my a wolf these are my these are oh okay that's how it is okay yeah now you know how it feels listen mallard i haven't eaten yet today and you... you're on the menu hey hey when when you asked me if if i could talk to those ducks that were crossing the stream the other day now you know how it feels i'm just fine, saying fine I'm just fine saying. fine fine the bickering is is entertaining as always, but it will get us nowhere. I I got us here. I cannot talk to them. I am sorry. Can we see if they they've been like abused or mistreated in any way? Uh, yes, you could use a a spot hidden roll or a beast lore roll, or I would even go with bushcraft. Any of the three, whichever one you feel. This is a roll under system. 
Uh, everything's based off of your skills. That should be on the, the character sheet that you're playing. It's probably going to be a number between like six and 12, six, 15, maybe one single D 20 under that is a success. Equal to is also a success. Bushcraft, you say? Yes. 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 Other, <laughs> other show, Michael. Uh, I, I would, <laughs> I you, would Caleb. like to use my beast lore skill to, to check out these, these poor wolfies. All right. Our first roll of the evening. And uh, I completely failed with a 12 over a five. Okay. Now, one of the things about the system is you can push. Anytime you, you fail a roll, you can immediately push one time. Uh, in order to do that, you have to then take a condition. There are six conditions. Each condition is attached to one of your skill or one of your attributes. You have to declare which attribute you are putting a condition on until that is healed, you will take a basically disadvantage or a bane to everything you do attached to that skill, including combat. So it's your choice. Would you like to push this role or just take the failure? I will take the failure. From our distance that we're at right now, we can see these wolves. They're, they're kind of pinned with their leashes, but they're kind of roaming around a little bit maybe. Uh, since you've been sort of talking and interacting, uh, you know, not too quietly, they have noticed you. And so they have all, they're not like right together, but they've all moved down to the entire length of their rope and they're pointed at you. And they're kind of like, you know, like snarling a little bit, but they're not like, you know, going wild and yipping and pulling at their ropes. They're just kind of like checking you out and sort of sniffing the air a little bit. Uh, with your failure, though, uh, these do appear to be wild wolves. They do not appear to be tamed. Uh, they don't have they're, like they're they're collared, but they don't appear to be domesticated. Uh, but you can't make any other determinations than that. Uh, would someone else like to make any sort of role to interact with these wolves? Uh, I can try and make a bush, bushcraft roll. Alrighty. So it's just a straight up d twenty, right underneath my underneath my number. Correct. I succeed with an eight. Under a 12. Okay. So you have seen something similar to this before. These are trained wolves. They uh, very often, they are trained by goblins to act as guard wolves, as well as like beasts of burden. They were probably used to uh, haul materials. So this very likely means that there are goblins also in the area. Orla immediately like pulls her bow off her back, draws an arrow and is looking around, sniffing at the air. These have the stink of goblins. Keep your wits about you. It's time to slaughter some. The wolves or the goblins? Whatever attacks us first, but hopefully the goblins. The wolves are bestial beasts of yet yeah, bestial beasts of burden that the goblins use. This is some sort of ambush, I'm sure of it. Well, it's not the wolves' fault. I'm not saying that, but if they attack us, we should defend ourselves. I'm saying we find the goblins that staked them here and then, you know, shoot them, stab them, tie them to the ground in the sun, covering them with honey near the nearest fire anthill. Those kind of things. Listen, I don't want to waste honey like that. We need honey for the duck. I mean, for further food. <laughs> Whoa. Uncalled Sorry. for. To be this clear, hole. we will not be eating any of our companions in th this particular time. At this time, yes. Well, if the if the if goblins tried to set up an ambush, then let's just go trip the ambush and start the fight. So I'm gonna I'm gonna run. I'm gonna just grab my weapons and I'm gonna run pell mell towards the door that we're supposed to go in. So are you trying to go through the wolves or around 
where they can't reach you and into the center of the circle where you believe the entrance to the Riddleman to be. I want to run straight at them, but then kind of dodge as they lunge at me. Okay. So then we will go into initiative. Those of you not charging can choose not to draw initiative if you would like. It's up to you. So the way initiative works in this game is called drawing the initiative. You use a, a deck of cards or cards that are numbered one to 10. I have just regular playing cards that I will be using. Uh, we are playing digitally, but we're not using a VTT. So this is going to be very uh, analog. We're going to do our best. Uh, so McCander, you have the five. Orla, would you like to draw? Yes, please. Aodin, I will screw that up every time. Would you like to draw? Certainly. You have the four. And Baston. You know, um, I'm kind of wondering if it would be an opportunity to try that sneak attack that you dropped in the Discord. Yep. If everybody else is full mail, if I can kind of sneak around and you know, maybe catch one of them unawares, I'd like to try that. Yeah, so there is like a halfling sneaky character that has an ability tied to that. But in this game, anyone can do a sneak attack. It just requires you to attack an opponent that is unaware. And if that happens, then you get additional bonuses. They can't dodge or evade and that kind of thing. Uh, you still have to draw initiative. You have the 10. The 10. Yay. And then the wolves have the ace. So, okay. Well, there's <laughs> only 10 of them. We've, we've drawn five. I guess it makes sense. Uh, so currently, the wolves are going to go first. However, in this situation, they can't really do anything until you get close enough. So they, as you run at them, they do get more aggressive. They start to snarl and, or growl and snarl and slobbers coming out and they kind of get pulled back up by their necks and they're clawing at the ground. And you do see a, a strain in this rope that is holding them down as if possibly at a dramatic moment, it might snap. But that moment is not now. So their turn is technically over. So that Does... brings us to, oh, sorry. I was going to ask if McCander has the the classic dip, duck, duck, <laughs> dodge, parry maneuver. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I, my family knows that one, but they haven't passed it down to me. Your great uncle D Daffled, correct? I, I believe Daffled I, is his name. Yeah. Excellent. It's jerks. It's jerks. All right. So this brings us to Orla. I am going to... I'm keeping watch for goblins, so I'm going to wait. All right. So when you wait, you trade with someone else. You can't just say, I'm going to wait till something happens. So you can trade to the four, to the five, or to the ten. And then that person cannot refuse you, and then they take your spot. I will trade it for the five. Okay. So uh, our mallardy friend may go. So it's my turn now. Yes. Yeah. So it is now your turn, McAnder. Okay. So I am rushing at the wolves. I know, I know enough about combat that I, even though I am rushing Pellmel into battle, I'm trying to stage my my rush strategically. Okay. So my intent here is to, while I'm running at them and kind of stirring them up, wait for that second when maybe one, the a couple of them are like choked back by the collar, and then dodge and and dip and weave between them. No ducking. Are you going to dart in and maybe goose them a little? I don't want to play this game anymore. Theoretically, you're playing chicken with them, right? I'm sorry. That 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 was a foul joke. <laughs> yes, very foul. All right. So, Caleb, I'm going to say here, uh, make an awareness roll Caleb, for get me. get the flock out. <laughs> I don't want to ruffle anyone's feathers. Oh Caleb, are you going to do something or are you chicken? <laughs> it's going to be such a long game. 
<laughs> An awareness roll, you say, boss? Yes. All right. Well, I tank that one with okay. 13 over five. You know, we got to leave Caleb alone. If we, if we henpeck him too much, he won't go. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, a pox upon you all. So, so what I was going to say is that with a successful awareness roll, you would be able to gauge their distance enough so that you could get right to them where they couldn't reach you and attack them. But you have misjudged that. You still get to attack. They do not have a turn anymore this round, but they will then be able to attack on the next turn if they get initiative before you. But you can take an attack at one of them now if you'd like. I don't specifically want to attack them. I okay. just want to move past them. Okay. Then you can absolutely do that without a problem. But you still that. misjudged it enough that on the, because it's going to take you at least one more turn to oh, get sure, sure, to sure. the circle. There's a chance one of them might get to attack you. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm rushing towards these goblins that I believe are waiting in ambush. Okay. Well, who cares about wolves? Wolves are just mangy, smelly dudes. <laughs> oh, your time is coming, Duck. Your time is coming. All right, so that brings us to Aodin. Uh, let's see. Aodin is going to stand back uh, because he does not run into any danger. You, you don't get a beard this long by running in face first into danger. And I think Aodin's going to spend a bit of willpower to cast a spell. All right. So again, interacting with the mechanics. Uh, willpower is a, is a resource pool that all characters have to activate special abilities. Magicians specifically use willpower to, to power their spell usage. I start with 18, so that'll drop that down to 17 willpower. Okay. And let's see, which spell, which spell? So we only have a limited selection in the quick starter or the quick start, the quick start. Uh, you have a couple of cantrips and I think three actual spells that you can that's, that's That is correct. We're going to use Gust of Wind to try and push the dogs to the side to give us a pathway. Ooh, okay. And then uh, let's see. There's a little word and gesture requirement. Uh, it's a rank in uh, my rank in elementalism is what I have to roll against. And that is a 14. So I have to roll under 14. Let's see how we do. Three. That should be a success. That'll cost me. So that's one willpower. Uh, the spell goes off. Aodin like reaches, like grabs a little handful of dust out of his, uh, out of a pouch. Out of your beard? Splays his hand, splays his hand forward. Not his beard. Thank you. <laughs> um, splays his hand forward and blows the dust out of his hand and says, poof. Ah, yes. The, the arcane word poof. <laughs> There's three Y's, a Q. Orla, you cast your spells your way. I will cast them mine. Thank you very much. Excellent. So I will arbitrarily uh, adjudicate that to say that two of the three wolves are completely tussled over. They go rolling and bounding and actually get slightly tangled up in the rope that they were being held with. But one is still loose that might be able to act. Uh, so un untethered objects and creatures are pushed up to 2d4 meters away. Uh, so they are tethered. So I would just say it would probably just push them up the opposite direction of their tether. So are you wanting to push them like back towards the circle or like in my head, you're running straight at them, like to the right away from you so that you have a clearer. Yes. As far like, again, trying to push them away from the path Macander is taking. Okay. Yep. So I will say two of them are completely, basically, unless you choose to let them interact with you, they're out. I'm going to, for dramatic purposes, I'm going to leave one free that might be able to do something. All right. All right, Orla, that brings us to you. So realistically, you only have one target unless you want to shoot one of the ones that's uh, prone, which actually gives you, I think, a bonus. 
How tall are the uh, stones of the circle? Uh, they're at varying heights, but I would say the lowest is about four feet. The tallest is about eight. Can I, I'm going to attempt to climb atop one of the eight footers to get a better vantage. Sure. Uh, that would probably acrobatics, be perhaps? acrobatics. Good. I have that. That's a nat one. That Ooh. is a dragon, the critical success, uh, which in combat does additional things, including damage outside of combat. It can do additional things like very impressive, takes less time than would be expected or impresses everyone who sees it. And I think you do this in the most impressive way possible. So what does it look like? What, how do you make this happen in your head here? So Orla looks over at the mage who's standing in the rear with her and she gives him, you know, the uh, adventurer nod, just kind of the good spell was cool <laughs> then she five she, ten, uh, out of ten no notes yeah as she starts to move the uh the bow comes over her shoulder arrow back in the quiver and she's running full tilt towards the largest stone and just before she runs face first into it she takes a small step and you watch her basically spider-man her way up to the mm -hmm. top and as she gets to the top edge of it she grabs the edge with her hands pulls really hard and does a backflip up over and lands in the superhero pose at the top her bow comes back out and she's in the arrow and she starts tracking for goblins fantastic That's... that looked amazing but you do not see any goblins this is vexing where are they so I will let you take a shot at the wolf if you choose. Otherwise, no. you can just hold on. Okay, perfect. Not not unless it tries to eat our duck. All right, best on. You're the only one left to go this round. All a quit showboating to impress the wolves. They don't care. Not showboating to get the wolves, old man. I'm trying to get to high ground so I can see things better. Plus, now you look more tasty to the wolves than I do. Let's talk more action. All right, so I'm going to, uh, I'm assuming in my head, in my head, the one wolf that's remaining is all eyes on the duck. Oh, yeah. Because the duck, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I'm going to try and do a sneak attack on it. I'm going to try and sneak up on it. All right, so you have to make a sneak check. So, again, most of the way this works, there's not always opposed roles. It's more like if you were successful against your thing, it works. I do not remember 100% if that's how sneak attack works, but we're going to go with that. So you need to make a sneak check. All right. And that is a success, a five against a 12. So now you can attack, which is considered a surprising attack, which you, you can choose any initiative card you want. doesn't matter because you're going last in the round. Uh, the the uh, creature can neither attack nor, or excuse me, uh, parry or evade or dodge. So basically, if you hit it, you hit it. It doesn't get a chance to do any defensive. If you're using a subtle weapon, then you do increase damage. I do not think you have a subtle weapon. I, I it'll, not, it'll say subtle in the not. description. And I do get a I do get a, a boon on the attack, though, correct? Yeah, so you roll 2d20s, take the better result. Again, you're wanting low, so you don't go under your weapon skill for the weapon that you're using. All right. All right. We, uh, we succeeded both ways, so we're good. Uh, six under uh, 14. Both ways, country and western. <laughs> so we have both kinds of music here. All right, so then you're going to do your damage. Uh, you should have damage for your weapon. You also should have bonus damage based off of your... Um, either agility or strength, depending on what type of weapon you're using. It should be a die type. That is so cool. I was wondering what that was. So you probably have like D8 damage plus a D6 or something along those lines. Yeah, it says like B-O-N period. And so I was like, what's Bond? Yeah, bonus. Candy. 
You usually have two of them. They're bonbons. All right. Six bon damage. Six damage. All right. So as you stab with, is it a sword or a dagger? It is a short spear. I did not have, because the, the dang duck, so quick, <laughs> didn't give me time to get my long spear out. So I had to go with a short spear. Uh, so that's what it is. It's a short spear. All right. So, yeah. So you were able to sneak up behind this wolf that's very focused on Macander and, you know, spear thrust right into its side. It it yelps and cries out in pain. And it turns and tries to to bite at the, you know, the weapon sort of still sticking in it. Does not kill it, however, uh, which means we will have to do at least one more round of initiative. Uh, once again, at this point, only those who wish to interact with it have to. Uh, so, Macander, would you like to draw initiative, or do you just want to run into the circle? I still want to keep running towards the circle, but I want the option of dodging if I have to, or Perfect. if I need to. So, can I still draw initiative for that? Yes, you have a five. Orla? Yes, please. You have the ten. Aodin? I'm good. All right. Gaston? Well, I'm already, I'm already knee-deep in this. You have the ace. The wolves have a seven. Ooh. So, Baston, you can go again? Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're going again. All right. This is just a regular attack. You no longer have that sneak attack bonus. It's a single D20 wanting under. Oh, and I did not succeed. Okay. Would you like to push that roll? I would. I would like to push that roll. All right. So you have to go ahead and roll whatever the new result is you take, even if it's worse. It is better. I've won I, I I did succeed on the new roll. All right. And I'm now exhausted because I pushed my strength to do it. Okay. So you push your strength. So that means until you basically clear that condition, you will take a bane on everything you do with strength, including weapon attacks that are melee based. It just it's it's gotta be fair. I mean, that's what I'm using my strength right now. So it's I'm, I'm, the way I look I'm at it. You. All right. So roll your damage. Five damage. Five. What does it look like as you put this beast down? So first I pull out the spear where it was stuck in the side and I do this like, and I'm, I'm still moving, you know? Right. So it's like this Jedi deal. Where I like spin it around. So it's backwards and then uh -huh. slab it into the other side and then pull it out. And then I just kind of keep on trucking. All right. Well, with a final yelp, it cries and then falls over unmoving. The other two are still tangled up in their tether. And again, unless you just choose to interact with them, they're going to be, basically out of action you can make the rest of you can make your way into the circle the first thing you're going to notice that as you actually cross the circle all of the vegetation which is just like short grass and, and some weeds are brown and brittle and there's about a 30 deg degrees difference in temperature as soon as you cross the threshold of that circle it is much colder here mm -hmm. in the pretty much the center of this ring of stones there is a slab stone that's like two by two um, that has been dug up. You can actually see there's like wheelbarrows, a uh, small cart that has been pulled in and some shovels. So you would assume the goblins have already dug up the slab and then had used ropes and levers and crowbars and had basically opened up this tomb. So that slab is sort of slightly askew and then you can see a hole going into the earth below. Ah! Wonderful. Nothing bad ever happened from unearthing an ancient tomb as such. Orla slides down from the, her perch and shakes her head. At least they did the dirty work and the heavy lifting. So do you think the goblins are down there? I certainly hope so. Uh, let's go. Um, well, uh, Orla, 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 go to the tomb and, and sniff. You'd, uh, be able to, you'd be able to smell them, yes? 
can you give me like five, like just give me a minute to catch my breath? Because I really don't want to go into this thing exhausted. All I need is a little stretch break. So yeah, so so the time in this game works on rounds, stretches, and shifts. A round is like combat, 10 seconds roughly. A stretch is roughly 15 minutes. And you can do things like clear a condition on a stretch rest. So you've got essentially 15 minutes to play with. Uh, Baston's the only one who needs to clear a condition. So the other, you can kind of do anything else you want to do as far as look around further. Uh, the wolves will eventually get themselves untangled, but it is very notable. They will not enter the circle. So even though they are like growling and snarling at you, they will come to the edge of the stones that they will not voluntarily cross in there. So you are safe from them until you leave. I'll, I will go take a whiff of the entrance. All right. So uh, sniffing at the entrance. What skill is sniffing at the entrance? It is a box. I think text. it's bushcraft. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but there is a musty smell of stale air and dried up corpses that emanates from the depth. Never enter something that smells like musty air and dried up corpses, ladies and gentlemen. Also, you there is definitely some smell of goblin as well inside there. Fresh, more fresh than the uh, stale dead corpse air. There's definitely nightkin down there. And it smells like mage also. Oh, that was me. It was uh, the in food is treating me poorly a bit. Yes. Corpses and smoke. I'm a, I cleaned off my short spear and I put my short spear up and I've gotten my long spear out since we're about to go down into this bad boy. Are you feeling better yet? Come on. Come on. What's, yeah. Are, yeah. Are you done? You know, no are you thanks done? to you. You know, the only reason I was tired in the first place is because of you. You pulled a muscle trying to wrestle a dog. Yeah, I was fine. I didn't need your help. You were the one decided to do that. I ran past him. I was good to go. Let's let's not let's not and look. I'm like have my <laughs> my little two handed spear, and it's like it's getting closer and closer to lowering towards you. Hey, all right, hey, yeah, I'm fine. Want... Let's go. <laughs> we right now, you and me, right now, we don't have to I, fight these goblins. No, right, not into the hey, hole, hey, dude. Hey, look, I will I will pull this party over, and we will stop here. No more bickering. I don't want to have to separate you two. I'm just trying to fight some goblins. Let's go. <sighs> You have to separate nobody. Let's go. Let's do it. We're ready. I'm just pleased that Baston didn't eat the wolf. I didn't have time. I thought about it. Uh, there's a length of rope tied to this slab, which is very, very heavy. And that's probably how the goblins climb down into the hole. Uh, I believe some of you have some equipment. I'm assuming at least one of you has a torch or can otherwise see. But uh, I will assume that one of you lights a torch, looks down, and the the rope tied to the slab descends extends further than you can see into the darkness and there's definitely an echoey sound as if this is some sort of you know large uh opening and whoever is sticking their head in the hole i will uh make me a spot hidden check oh i'm so bad at that this is great <laughs> fail you stick your head right into a gelatinous cube Thir 13 <laughs> over five let me double check because Normally, I would say this is a perception check, but not necessarily related to sight. But I don't see anything that would use that. I think spot hidden is the closest I can get. So I'm just going to say you don't see anything. Oh, I, you I, put I, your head in the wrong hole. So I stuck my head in the hole. Uh, I didn't see anything. I looked for like a second. I'm like, nope, looks fine. And I'm just jumping down the rope. I'm climbing down the rope. All righty. So uh, you need to make an acrobatics roll. You get to use a boon if you use the rope. Oh, cool. I suggest you use the rope. 
<laughs> I said I was using the rope. I am using the rope. And <laughs> I fail both times. I fall. Okay, so you can push the roll if you would like. Nope, I want to fall. I think it's better. Perfect. God, I have the worst at this game. All righty. Um, well, can, you, you are a novice at Dragonbane. Yeah, you just roll too well. Your D20s are just all trained for high rolls. All right, so I got to go to the falling rules. <laughs> God. Falling on a hard surface inflicts a number of D6s of bludgeoning damage. Oh, no. Half the height of the fall. Oh, oh no. God. Yeah. Oh, no. We're going to need a new duck. No, it's actually, it's only 2D6. I like to call that dinner. You are not allowed to eat me when I die. That is... That has been established so we, so, in this group. So are we going to just assume that you've been if you once you hit the ground, you've been spatchcocked? <laughs> Tenderized even. Um, so that is only going to be three points of damage. Armor oh. does not protect you against falling damage. Okay. However, as you fall, so I, I'm gonna ask, do you have the torch like in your teeth or did or your bill, or did you like toss it down and then climb down towards it? I tossed it down. Like, okay. I stuck my head down through the torch and said, nope, looks fine before it even hit the ground and, start, and then slipped down the rope. So what you failed to see earlier is that there is a cauldron of vampiric bats that oh, have God. made a home in this cavern. <laughs> and when you fell, you caused so much noise that you've activated them. So we get our first combat with the monsters in here. Um, oh. So basically the way that, and so the wolves are different because the wolves are considered animals. They're not considered monsters. Monsters have a little slightly different rules to them. If you has played Forbidden Lands, it works that same way. I'm not familiar with all the free league stuff, but basically I roll a D6 on each of the monsters turn and it will determine what it does. It has varying different attacks of, of how it's going to interact, well, but it's cool. still going to be initiative. But the other three of you are still up top. So if you would like to uh, enter, enter in the combat, you're going to have to get into the uh, chamber before you can do that. All right, so McAndrew, I assume you want to grab initiative here? Yes, please. Uh, all right, you got a six. Yay. Orla. Yeah, I'm going to climb down the rope. T toss me in the niche. Four. Okay. Odin. Here. Nine. Gaston. I heard the duck fall, and I want to make sure I either have dinner or I've helped him out. <laughs> One of the two. You have a three. Uh, another thing about monsters in this game is they have a ferocity or ferocity level, uh, and that is how many times they go each round. The bats have a ferocity of two, so they get two initiative cards. So they have the seven and the eight. Uh, so they get to activate twice, but three is actually first. So Baston, you were the first to go in initiative. So, I mean, I'm, I'm clearly, I clearly see these bats, right? Well, you can hear them. And I guess you probably, I mean, I'm, they're starting to swirl around, think like Morbius, you know, when he's in there. So they're all swirling around. Uh, so more than anything, no. you're probably seeing, no, don't think of that movie. It's Morbin time. Um, you can see like <laughs> the light as it's flickering as the bats are swirling in front of it, but they're swarming around. Uh, they act as a swarm, which means you attack them, but you're not actually attacking an individual bat. You're attacking the swarm. I, I, I feel like after I hit the ground and, you know, my bells got rung because I'm in armor. I, I'm i I'm coming to my feet and I'm like, oh my God, these bats made me fall. <laughs> and you're angry about it. 
What we don't know, though, is this is McKender's origin story, and he will become the knight. He will be Bat Duck. (laughs) Okay. Darkwing, perhaps? Yeah, Darkwing. Yes. (laughs) Total aside, but related, if you get the actual book, which I highly recommend because it's fantastic, the cover of the book is essentially uh, High Fantasy Darkwing Duck, and it's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to attack the uh, swarm of bats. All right. So, are you going to do something ranged, or are you going to jump into the hole? Oh, I'm jumping in the hole, baby. They're lower than you. Okay. We'll, we'll All right. So, you need to make an hole. acrobatics roll. Got it. I have succeeded. All right. So, you are going to take two points of damage from the from the leap down, but you are able to act. It's like I twisted my. Uh, uh, so, as you jump down, you're now next to Macander as these vampiric bats are swirling around you in a vortex. Yeah. So I've got my, I've got my, uh, I've twisted my ankle a little bit, but I'm okay. I've got my little, my two handed spear and I'm like swinging it around now, kind of like a, well, like a, like a lance maybe, or a, I don't know. Anyway, I'm swinging it around at the bats. Okay. So bats do not have armor. So I just have to succeed. You just have to succeed on your attack. And I did succeed on my attack. All right. And then roll your damage. And that is 11 points damage. Okay, that is a significant hit, but it does not take the vampire bats out. Do you have a bunch of them skewered on your spear like a kebab? Yes, I like that. I like that imagery. I was picturing you were spinning it, just like doing like figure eights with it, just smashing them out of the ground, out of the air. That's good. Also, that looked good too. And then, you know, obviously throwing some stabs in there too. Stab, stab. I do like the idea of him, of of Baston literally building like a little shish kebab of bats, like just like thunk, 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 so we can eat them I'm later. Of course, them. I'm gonna eat them afterwards. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right. So I unfortunately dropped the cards, but I believe I have them back in the correct order, which means that Orla would be next with a four. That sounds correct. I am mm-hmm. going to uh, head on down the uh, t- down the hole. Okay. So acrobatics. Orla, go down. The that is a four out of fourteen. So if you're just climbing down the rope, you can make it to the bottom. You will take no damage, but you will not be able to attack this round. If you do like best on where you just jump in, you will take half damage from the successful roll, but you will be able to attack this turn. No, I'm fine with sliding down the rope. Okay. So yeah, so you quick repel. Well, here's a quick question. Could I do that cool, like slide down the rope, holding it with my legs and firing my bow as I drop? Yes, but I'll give you a bane on your attack. I'll do that. I like that. And I'll even, if you want, I'll even take fall damage if you want. So, nah. okay. So that I rolled a three and a 12. So that means I have to take 12. Yes. My bows though is a 14. That is a hit. Okay. Hang on. I have to find Michael's favorite die. The D12. The D12. The D12. Garbage die. This is, oh. This is an auger roll for this D12. It's never been rolled before. So. 12, 12, 12. Now, do I get damage bonus agility with this too? So I need yeah. a D6. So it has a, a you know, D, D rating for each of your bonuses, not a set number. Whew. Okay, I love these dice. They both rolled one off of max. That's 16 damage. As I just... So, yeah, so... Easily, uh, you have defeated the the swarm of bats. Like you, you almost doubled what you needed to get. Uh, so clearly, you're not going to kill all of them. But yeah, you you skewered like four all with one arrow, and the rest have sort of 
saw its shelter back at the top of the of roosting them on this dome like or space that you're in. So the vampire bats are no longer a threat. I was gonna do that. You don't have a bow. How would you do that? You don't have a lance. How would you do that? Orla picks up the arrow and like holds it up to Bastan, just kind of like over her shoulder so he can take the, the bats off. <laughs> well done. My favorite kind of combats are the ones where I don't have to lift a finger. <laughs> There's something really, really screwy about this guy. Why are you talking about me like that? What's wrong? What? Aodin, you're the only one that's not in the hole yet. So would you like to join the party? Um, Aodin is going to spend a willpower to create a pillar. Ah, okay. Uh, so from the ground, where like from the middle of everyone, a little pillar like starts to form in the ground, and it shoots upward, like just, just almost to the hole. And then he just steps off onto the pillar and the pillar sinks down into the ground. You made an elevator. If you extended it a little more, you could say that just the tip crossed the threshold before you lower yourself down. We're really pushing that PG-13, aren't we? (laughs) Michael, Michael, he didn't want to get the tip out of the hole. Oh, He wanted to leave as much of the shaft into the hole as possible, (laughs) you know, for... These are Chaos Inc. shenanigans. Yeah. This is not RPG so, Academy shenanigans. So here, so I mean, <laughs> I view this as like uh, earth bending from Avatar. That's like the rock pillar comes up, you get on it, and it goes back down. Uh, mm-hmm. It does make a lot of noise, however. That is mm-hmm. one of the downfalls of that one. Uh, so this is definitely going to reverberate throughout this entire chamber. If you had not oh, already activated it in the batch, you would have. But it is very cool, and and as as the as the pillar sinks, like Aelden's got like one hand like under under his arm, it's just kind of twirling his beard and his fingers. I think the most important question is: I'm sure that your robes flutter. Are you going commando under there? <laughs> A gentleman doesn't. But we would fluff see. and tell. Yep. <laughs> Those of us who are looking would know. And the carpet does indeed match the drapes. <laughs> it's just as long as his beard. Oh. oh. This podcast not brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs>